Brad and Fritz, Brad and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. Thanks for coming along with us. We uh, do this mostly live in the 1.30 to 2.30 hour Eastern time, Monday through Thursday, except when there's a holiday, except when we don't feel like it, and except when Brit is so just flat out drunk that we don't want to, we don't want to chance it. You know, sometimes I just start drinking White Claws and I don't realize they have alcohol in them, and then I'm blasted. What is the, di- oh, come on. All right. Brit, Brit, wait, you, you've been, you've been at my house. You've been at John the Catholic's house each year when we watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. And there's usually a variety of adult beverages. Isn't that funny when people say that? Adult beverages. Uh, Yeah. It, it, it gets funnier all the time. Uh, anyway, and the least popular now in its uh, 15th year of being the least popular adult beverage is uh, anything that has anything to do with wine coolers or uh, seltzers or uh, all that shit, right? Nobody likes them. I don't know who drinks this. St- and I, I, it's, it's not your demographic. It's not aimed at you. Shut up. I don't want to hear that. Stop it. It's for, it's for girls. No, I, yeah. I'd like to say it's for I, when I started cutting the carbs, I was drinking a lot of White Claws and stuff like that. But that now, doesn't taste like regular cell. It tastes alcoholic. It does. Well, there's, you can uh, tell. If you don't know who we're referring to, there's a, an, another anecdote in the Cassidy Hutchinson book that says Mark Meadows was around the office and he's swigging on White Claws like because he thinks he's drinking like soda. And he's apparently a guy that doesn't drink. And after a few of these, he's feeling tipsy because he doesn't realize that they've got alcohol in them. They do. They do taste like there's alcohol in them. There definitely is a taste of alcohol in those things. And, and if you're a non-drinker, you would especially, yeah, notice that this doesn't taste like uh, a Canada Dry ginger ale. It just doesn't. But okay. <laughs> At first, I was not interested in this book. Now I'm exceptionally interested in this book. <laughs> I'm very, very interested. Five minutes before we started, I I looked outside my front door through the two windows where, if I look on there, that's where they always leave the Amazon packages. Uh, And we're supposed to get the book today. It was supposed to come Thursday, but apparently they moved it up. They moved it up. They want to get it out there. Well, you guys are prime people, man. You're, You're people not to be trifled with. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. All right, here we go. Uh, from the list, Donnie's got a gun. Oh boy. Gagging on Trump's response to Jack Smith's gag order request. One question for tomorrow's debate, Wednesday's debate. Just one, just one question. Menendez on toast and uh, fake support from pencil neck geek. Uh, let's, and let's do, yeah, you got one more, one more. How bad does Alabama suck? Oh, Alabama the, does the suck state, pretty badly. not the not the, not the football, football team. Yeah, um, let's let's go with Menendez because it was a uh, the top of the show when you did your little uh, rant yesterday, your little monologue about uh, Senator Bob Menendez from New Jersey, who is now I guess we would call him embattled, disgraced, whatever you would call him at this point. He's definitely a hundred percent guilty. Uh, I would like to ask you this question before you launch into what you're going to launch into. The other senator from New Jersey, Cory Booker, has now called on him to resign. Does right. it count? Well, 
It actually does. And here's the reason. Number one, because I forced Cory Booker yesterday <laughs> to step up. As you know, I shamed him into it. <laughs> and when someone listens to me and then does what I say, then of course they're right. And no, uh, what we said was, and this was on Monday, that they were getting close to the point of no return where you can't let it run for days and days and days and days on something like this and then say, I think he should resign because this is not a tough call. You've said it before. This is not, this isn't a, uh, well, let's, uh, let's uh, let the voters decide, which is the the, the fake. (laughs) That's a good uh, one. Also, the man deserves his day in court. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Nobody said too. he didn't. He's going to get a hearing. He's going to get a trial if, if he wants to, if he doesn't want to cop a plea, which is what he should, which they apparently never do. Apparently that doesn't exist anymore. No one ever wants to. Uh, so here it is. And Cory Booker stood up for Menendez the last time this happened. Um. And he probably knew better, but he was a younger senator and Oh. Uh, the bond between Cory Booker and Bob Menendez has been strong since Cory Booker's first months in the Senate in 2013 when he was one of the first members to co-sponsor a bill, blah, 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 nuclear weather. Okay. <laughs> but the first corruption trial, which was in 2015, two years later, that was when Menendez was charged with using his power to help his eye surgeon buddy who got sentenced to prison for Medicare fraud. See, this is what drives people crazy. So the guy, the guy who got the help, he's the criminal, right? Right. He's the criminal, and he went to jail for Medicare fraud, rightfully so. But the politician, the conduit, the enabler, the bribee, not the briber, the bribee, nothing, nothing. Hung, tri- hung jury, mistrial, and uh, the Justice Department threw in the towel, which I always wonder about that. Why do they not go back for a second bite at the apple when something like this happens? But anyway. All right, so this time Cory Booker says enough is enough. Um, I've seen enough. Too much. Too tawdry. Too disgusting. Too obvious. Too this, too that. With that in mind... And I haven't heard anything out of Trump yet on this. Have you? Has he talked about Bob Menendez? Have you seen anything? I don't think he has. He's been too busy uh, trying to burn down the world and kill NBC News. That's true. Yeah, he's been a very, very, very busy guy. Yeah, because he never pays attention to things like this. (laughs) All right, so we now go back to 2018 right after Menendez was uh, officially in the clear after the mistrial and the Justice Department then saying no mas. And John Menendez, right? Isn't that his name? Stuttering John? Stutter, stuttering John Melendez. 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 Right. <laughs> As opposed to Bob Menendez. Right. The senator. Right. <laughs> anything more and i get in trouble right exactly uh so uh, stuttering john and this is a stunt phone call i think it's real you'll hear trump's voice 
And uh, naturally, you'll hear Trump just so proud of anyone that can beat the feds in court when it's obvious that they're guilty of some egregious crime. Now, Trump lives for that. And when someone else gets it done, he's kind of proud. Now, it takes a while for them to get Trump on the phone because I think he's on Air Force One. So to track him down, having faked their way through the uh, White House uh, switchboard, it was pretty amazing. And it's too long to play the, the lead up because there's tons of dead air. Uh, this time there's just pounds of it. Uh, but you, you'll hear Trump and then uh, we'll let it run for a few seconds after that when he picks another subject to lie about. But he does believe he's talking to Senator Bob Menendez. There's no question about that. Here we go. Hello. Can you hear that okay? Are you still there, sir? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, one moment, sir. He stepped away from his chair. I'm getting ready to ring his phone right now. Just one moment. All right, thank you so much. <laughs> it's about 10 seconds here before it picks up. Because nobody knows what Menendez sounds like. Nobody. enough of that what does it mean (laughs) but he was so quick to congratulate jesus bob menendez by the way a senator of the opposite party by the way uh a guy who holds a seat a new jersey democratic senatorial seat that the republicans would love to get their hands on if they could and that's of course Part of the reason why you're seeing very few Republicans say anything right now, because this is the old uh, when a guy is uh, shooting himself in the feet, uh, you don't ask him to move his feet out of the way. You just let him keep on shooting. Right. Exactly. Uh, So that's what's going on. But there is there is one guy, one guy who has stepped up a Republican with a. A fake bit of support, Tom Cotton. Pencil neck geek senator out of Arkansas. Um, he says, you know, don't buckle to calls from those other Democrats to resign. Yeah. Amid those pesky corruption charges. <sighs> They're serious and troubling, those charges. But at the same time, the Department of Justice 
has a troubling record of failure and corruption in cases against public figures, from Ted Stevens to Bob McDonald to Donald Trump to Bob Menendez. You see, this is what we talked about on the previous podcast. Mm -hmm. The whole goal is to equalize everything. And that's why Trump is not only getting enough of a pass to have ratings that make uh, Democrats shit in their pants about the possibility of not being able to win a general election, but that have allowed him in recent days to get crazier and crazier and crazier and more authoritarian and more fascist and more threatening and more and more crazy because it's about tiring everyone out. It's about saying, oh, well, there's nothing we can do about it. It's what he does. It's what, oh, well, okay, and now Bob and Nenda just as corrupt as the Republicans. It's all the same. Same Justice Department. They just go after anybody that they, blah, blah, blah. that's what this is. Mm-hmm. That's all you got going there. It's unbelievable. But it is still it's still a festering boil on the ass of the Democratic Party, no matter what you how you look at. Oh, it is. I'm not saying that it's not. Yeah. I'm not saying that it's not. But um, the, the fact is, if Menendez Menendez uh, resigned tomorrow, the problem would go away. It really would. Mm-hmm. There'd be nothing more to say about it. In fact, it would be a win for the Democrats because they would instantly be able to hold the high ground on a major public corruption case by the way not even close to the public corruption cases surrounding donald trump and the assault on our democracy and the attempt to overthrow the government and the uh, pilfering of national security uh, documents and the egregious lying about his business records and his net worth in order to procure love. You know, it's not even close, but it doesn't matter if the Democrats could wipe Menendez off the map right now, it would be a win, win, win for them. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen because Menendez is as sick as the rest of them. <laughs> Very much so. Apparently he believes this is the only job he was ever meant to have and that the state of New Jersey could not exist without his uh, further occupying of the senior senator chair from the Garden State of New Jersey. All right. You can, this, this will glide nicely into Donnie's got a yeah. gun. Um, and I, I was not aware of this yesterday because, you know, again, it's it's hard to keep up with everything that's, that's going on. Um, but... I first saw it, pardon me for saying this, uh, at the Daily Mail, and the headline was, this is from yesterday afternoon, they they put this up at 2.30 after we got done. I guess it was right before we got done. We ran late yesterday. Trump goes gun shopping with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Former president poses with uh, $829.99 9-millimeter Glock with his face on the grip in a tour of the Palmetto State Armory in South Carolina. He was in the Charleston area, so he poses with this gun that's got a picture of himself on the handle. It's uh, <laughs> engraved into the handle. And so there's a big picture of it. I, I put it up on my Facebook. You can see that if you didn't see that anywhere else. 
because a lot of the stories did not feature a picture of the uh, Glock Trump gun. Uh, so that pissant, horrendous spokesperson of his, Stephen Chung, uh-oh, <laughs> veered into Russia territory by saying it like that, didn't I? <laughs> Shouldn't have done that. Uh, immediately goes on to uh, social media to brag about it, to brag about the fact that Trump was going gun shopping. And there's a, a quote, there's audio of Trump saying, I got to have this gun. They start to brag about it instantly. And then uh, somebody taps somebody on the shoulder and says, um, Trump's been indicted for a bunch of felonies and uh, indicted people are not allowed to buy guns. Oh, okay, we'll change. Maybe maybe Trump will just rent the gun. <laughs> He's going to so, rent oh, the gun. What no, a I've, great business idea. You just came up with a great, rent a gun. great business idea. Yeah. Um, rent a gun. <laughs> right. As if Trump doesn't already have the gun nuts in his pocket. But uh, for me, this selling of this macho image, this strength thing, this dictator thing, this tough guy thing by this big orange pussy, which is what you know he really is, a guy who lives right now in fear of being in a little room with a not very comfortable bed and not very good food for the rest of his life compartmentalizing remember who we heard talk about that first it was bill clinton bill clinton, when bill clinton was under under the gun uh, so to speak so to speak for impeachment their strategy was for bill clinton to just continue to be president and do president things and get things done and bill clinton slightly more intelligent than donald trump really did have this ability to probably talk about strategy against the impeachment uh, late at night with his with his staff but during the day he was president he did things he got legislative he he uh, trump is not like that not no. even close but no. he fakes it because he's a complete fake to begin with correct and the fact that there are so many people brit that believe this is a strong man, not a would-be strong man, there is a difference, there is a difference, is just mystifying. It's just mystifying. It is the, this is what a, a moron thinks a strong man would look like if he was a strong man. And he's not. He's a, he's, he's a pudgy piece of shit in a, in a suit that doesn't fit him in a tie that's too long with hair that's spray on and i'm wondering now how he's going to try to upstage the joe biden appearance on tuesday in detroit at the picket line joe biden kind of walked up he was dressed um uh, like a like a very normal person okay and he wasn't wearing a suit or anything of that sort he was in a uh, just a regular shirt and, and normal normal pants. He walked up there and he, he grabbed the bullhorn. He spoke for a couple minutes and shook some hands. And, and that was the thing. So 
that leaves it up to Trump now, who's going to be there on Wednesday to try to upstage and trash Joe Biden. I'm sure by beginning, I'm surprised he didn't trip over himself and uh, fall into a, a, a piece of machinery and kill himself or something stupid like that. <laughs> right. Do you think it's a good idea for Joe Biden to be on the picket line? It's the first time a president has ever done that. No, it's a hundred years. No, it, it's not the first time. It, it was a hundred years ago. I was that the. Saw. Are you talking about the Teddy Roosevelt thing? Uh, let me check. Because he, he invited some leaders up to the White House. Yeah, here you go. Uh, this is from the Detroit News. About as uh, hometown a paper as you're going to get to cover this one. You Brief think. visit this day. Here's what Biden said, and it was hard to hear him. This always bothers me. You have a presidential appearance, and what happens? Uh, they push the press too far away. Yeah, they they don't plug in at all, and Trump's on a bullhorn, and he can tell you he sounds kind of like this, okay? Yeah, but here's exactly what he said: You made a lot of sacrifice. You gave up a lot when the companies were in trouble. Now they're doing incredibly well, and guess what? You should be doing incredibly well too. Uh, get some applause. You deserve a significant raise. You need and other benefits. Let's get back to what we lost, okay? It's time for them to step up. For us, Wall Street didn't build the country. The middle class built the country, and unions built the middle class. That's a fact. Let's keep it going. Uh, Biden's visit marks the first time in at least a century that a sitting president has visited a labor union's picket line, according to the White House. Uh, they don't say. They hmm. don't say when it was. I believe it was George Washington himself. Wow. who visited the uh, blacksmiths union picket line back in uh, 1794 well, there's there's the there's the hilarious joke of a century goes when he was just a freshman in the senate <laughs> yeah. and speaking of which uh bill maher is sitting down with james carville we mentioned bill clinton of course james carville was the consigliere to bill clinton uh the guy that ran the campaign and um they're talking about how old Joe Biden is. And this is uh, from what, what does he call the thing where he sits down with the people and he gets high club random club. Is that, random. He, is that what he calls it? Here they are. It's uh, this is Bill Maher with uh, James Carville. Whereas in 2020, maybe he was the only one who could have beaten Trump. I think now he's the only one who will lose to him. He, he did great. Not just because he beat Trump, but uh, you know a lot of stuff he did. Afghanistan, Ukraine, he handled right. Everybody else's economy was worse than ours after the pandemic. These are some pretty big things, but he will lose because at some point perception becomes reality. And look, do I think he can do the job? Absolutely. Government, as you well know better than anybody, is done in small rooms like the Oval Office where people are talking quietly and decisions are made. I think he still can do that fine. He cannot run for president. He'll look bad in the debates. It's just, it's too, it's too much. And he's, he's, I think, going to lose. He will be Ruth Bader Biden, the Ruth Bader Ginsburg of the presidency. It's not a good look. And any 50-ish, not stupid, woke Democrat with a D by their name, people just vote D and R, that person can win. Win easily. Easily. If we... If we any, any, if we had somebody under 60 and ran against Trump, 
pretty good 55 percent under 60. All you got to do is have somebody that's not completely and totally woke. By the way, Gavin Newsom will turn 56, I think, in 13 days. Is he too woke? Yeah, but see, he's he's lived his whole life in California, so he's actually 94. But they they <laughs> live years. so damn healthy out there. They really do. Uh, they it's, really do. it's a little, uh, you know, that's a that's a pretty simplistic way. It's a hot take to 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 look at it. Okay, because at a certain point, I think it's very possible that the best ace in the hole for Biden and his age problem is Trump himself. In other words, there is a point where they do cancel each other out. And I know we just talked about it six minutes ago, this fake perception by his supporters it's not fake to them it's real of vigor vitality by trump if you say crazy things if you if you announce threats if you say you're going to dismantle the constitution but you say it loud and you say it proud then you're not old it doesn't quite work that way and you know right now the media to use the terrible term, is giving Trump so much of a pass on his mistakes and gaffes and bloopers, bleepers, and foul-ups, which just objectively are worse than Joe Biden not being able to remember the specific names of the Cook Islands in front. You know, Trump went out of his way yesterday to say World War III. World yeah, but I, I rely no, wait, on wait. you. He, he, does, he doesn't have the ability to make a joke about the fact that he knows that he fucked it up. He got he got he got nailed last week for calling it World War Two. Yeah. He just doesn't have that ability you, to make you, fun of himself. I rely on you for these things. And apparently you didn't cover the, the South Carolina thing. And apparently he's got uh, the windmills I, killing. I didn't have time for it, Britt. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll cover it right now. He doesn't know who he fucking ran against in 2016. <laughs> he thinks he ran against somebody named Bush. Well, Jeb Bush got smoked in the primaries. Yeah. And then Jeb Bush, that guy he beat in the primaries, who had gotten us apparently into the Middle East, into Afghanistan. That's right. Uh, not even yet, Governor Jeb Bush. He doesn't know who's he fucking talking about. He confused the Bushes. He confused the Bushes. And he has he has he has windmills killing whales now. That was that was. He's been on that one, I guess, for a long time. We that one's been crowded out by uh, some of the other ones. But yeah, the windmills are, are making so much noise. So he says crazy shit, and he gets a pass because. He's got a lifetime exemption for crazy. That's just Donald Trump. Yeah. But when Joe Biden slips up like all old people do, it's because he's so old, he just can't function anymore. Sorry. It's it's been it's one on one. It cancels the other one out if we get some fair coverage of this. And I know we're com we're complaining about the media here, but god damn it. You didn't learn anything from fucking 2016 on this meeting. You didn't learn anything from 2020. If Trump could have snuck back in. And now you're still treating him even more so like a normal candidate. 
Britt. You're seeing yeah. it every day. It's yeah. just Donald Trump is going to be here. No need to mention that Donald Trump tried to overthrow the government of the United States. No need to mention anymore that he's got 91 felony charges against him. No need to mention because all that other stuff, we're just going to segregate that and we'll let MSNBC do shows about that. And, you know, the uh, same million and a half people will watch that and we'll we'll congratulate ourselves on how right we are about Trump. But the rest of the country, they don't fucking care anymore. They've moved on. They want to know more about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Wait, That's wait, the most me, important story. Let me okay. just, as you shit on tw- Taylor Swift, she told her fans in an Instagram, she encouraged her fans in her Instagram message to register to vote. And the, the website that she directed them to is called uh, vote.org. They registered 35,000 people today to vote. So don't don't be shitting on Taylor. Most of the I'm time you're right about Taylor. I'm shitting on I'm shitting on the coverage of the story a bit out of proportion. A little bit to what it really should be. A little a little a tad. Un- until until Donald Trump is dead and six feet under, until he is gone from the scene and not a threat to overthrow the United States of America. Uh, Taylor Swift's a lovely girl, and I know she's a homewrecker and a and a man killer, and it's a fake romance and. <laughs> And now I, I already saw the uh, Travis Kelsey's old girlfriend says he's a cheater and a son of a bitch. I, I've seen all that shit. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. We're not we're not going to have a country. And it isn't because of Donald Trump's reasoning, which is if we don't get rid of NBC News, we're not going to have a country. If we don't uh, sh- uh, corral the press and, and put them in a pen and make this like the Soviet Union, we're not going to have a country. No. If we get Donald Trump as the president a second time, we're not going to have a country. Um, I just want you to admit this is the greatest year a performer has ever had. I mean, the Beatles in 64, <laughs> Elvis 57, <laughs> Michael Jackson 1984, forget Madonna 88, 89. This is the greatest year a performer has ever had on planet Earth, Brett. Okay, next sub. So what? I don't <laughs> I'm care. Kidding, I'm but I don't you're, care. You're, it, it does. It doesn't mean anything. It, it does get maddening when you talk about this stuff with the media covering Trump, where they do get into the thing like, "Gee, I wonder what tax policy is going to look like in a second Trump administration." I bet he's probably got some pretty good ideas about reducing the deficit. You know, <laughs> you know that doesn't matter. You 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 just know how little that. And so here's the here's the point. There's going to be a, a so-called debate on Wednesday night at the uh, Ronaldus Maximus Center in Southern California there. And who knows what the approach is going to be by all these people because, you know, Trump is whatever, 40, 50 points ahead of, of anybody. Ron DeSantis is, you know, uh, dropping fa- faster than, than, than my ball sack is <laughs> over the last 10 years. <laughs> I don't think that that's really unfair to Governor DeSantis. <laughs> I can guarantee you that's the first time I've ever said that. <laughs> yeah, those are happening. What other podcast years. gives you that? That's some analysis you don't hear anywhere. They all say the same shit over and over again. Not here. Not here. You don't hear that anywhere else. Yeah. Um. So one. One guy I really, really respect is uh, David Rothkopf. He's a a professor. He's a writer. He's a journalist. 
a very, 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 very smart guy. You occasionally see Rothkoff on uh, on the TV. And considering that, I mentioned this before, just in the last 48, 72 hours, Trump has called for the uh, execution of General Milley. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's called for essentially the closing down of the United States media. Yeah. Only to reopen under the auspices of uh, Donald Trump. Maybe maybe Don Jr. will become the uh, commissioner of uh, everything you see, read. I can't and and here. I can't even imagine. You know. I mean, you can't do the turnaround game because, but I, I'll do it anyway. If if Barack Obama said I'm going to shut down Fox News and I'll allow them to reopen when they meet my criteria for what's good. Holy shit! Can you imagine? There's your well, civil war. There was a time where he made an allusion to Fox yeah. and said that they were a, you know, that he he made a joke about not calling on them or something, right? At a pre- and that was the end of the world. Outrage! That was complete, complete outrage. So, so Rothkoff's suggestion for the moderators, and one of them is going to be that uh, Dana. Dana Perino, I think, okay, right, is to simply ask all these candidates, what are you going to do? What are you going to do to help get this country off of a track to fascism that is being led by the leading candidate in your party? What are you going to do now? I'm sure they will have some kind of evasive answer or they will attack the concept of the question, but that's really where we're going. And that is a little bit more important than uh, what do you think of Trump's uh, tax policy in his first term? Yeah. And how would you be different in a Nikki Haley term? You know, ask about the threat that the leading Republican candidate is to the United States of America. They will deflect, they will defer, they will hamana 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 hamana. Um but when you go through and this, we don't have to go back in we don't have to go even go back to January 6th. 2 years ago. We can just go back to the last 5 days. The things that he has said about General Milley so what are you going to do? The stakes are too high. What are you going to do to save the United States of America? And you can't come back with, well, since I'm going to be the nominee, it's not going to be a problem to worry about uh, other people. You know, that's what they're going to do, right? They never, they, you know, they, they never directly answer the question. It, it, when you think of Chris Christie goes off on one of his rants about how the president is feckless and lawless, it's, an, it's a California audience ostensibly do you think he'll get booed and shouted down like he did previously or do you think there'll be a few people that'll kind of go along for the ride uh i don't know what the fact that uh, a lot of the people may be from california i mean it's a national the reagan library is a national thing they're going to fly in people uh from all over the country and probably unfortunately there shouldn't even of course be an audience but the, but there will be and i, I bet that every that every uh, candidate gets, you know, a hundred seats or something stupid like that. But, uh, <laughs> but if, if you start from the premise as Rothkoff does, 
that the greatest threat to America is not inflation. It's not Ukraine. It's Donald Trump. It is one person. And and go from there. And you know that's not going to happen, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just spitballing along with Rothkoff and the, the column that he wrote from the Daily Beast. But wouldn't you like to see that just one time? It needs just to be asked. Time. It does need to be asked and answered. But you know what? It won't be. It won't be. This is th- this is be another you know, fox fest. <laughs> what else to call it? It's a fox fest. Uh, I'd be surprised if they if they drill down past the uh, painfully boring, painfully obvious stuff that uh, they think that the people really want to know that they're not interested. The horse races, not that's for the media. That's that's for other people. We want to know about, well, you know, there's a a lot of people, 10,000 people a day crossing the border. Uh, What would you do about, it doesn't matter what a candidate says they're going to No, That's, that's not it. It's, how do we stop the one person who's within our borders, mm. <laughs> who's already here, uh, besides Rupert Murdoch, he's, he's sliding <laughs> away, the other guy, Trump, um, from destroying the country. Another 10,000 immigrants crossing the border, not going to destroy the country. Not. We're a big country. We can absorb a lot of people. We need workers. So, um, but, but they won't do it, will they? Mm-mm. They won't. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Um, that moves us over to, God almighty, um, the response from the Trump lawyers to the, uh, Jack Smith gag order request. Have you seen this? I haven't seen the response. I mean, I know about the request uh, for sure. Well, that's because it had to be in by midnight last night. And as always, when it's a deadline, the Trump lawyers get it in at 1158. Uh, so remember, this is a Jack Smith asking for a gag order in response to Judge Tanya Churkin's court because Trump continues to threaten every. He's a public maniac, right? Yeah, he's right. threatened the prosecutors. He's threatened General Milley. And by the way, General Milley, very well could be a witness. So he's witness tampering. He's doing everything that he was not supposed to do. So Smith asked the judge for some level of gag order. So here's what the Trump lawyers do in response. And guess what? They lie. They twist. They project. They completely disregard the facts prosecution does not present one shred of evidence to demonstrate either of the claims, let alone to establish it as a clear and present danger to the administration of justice. Yes, they do. Just fucking look at his Twitter feed or truth. No, that's plenty of evidence, you liars. Uh, Just the opposite. Listen to this one. This is a variation on so-and-so is just saying that in a book about me, Trump, to sell books okay mm. this is a variation on that ready it's actually the uh, public figures who you're speaking of appear to relish the notoriety they've gained through their proximity to the president Jesus. that's right when trump threatens your life it's enhanced because you get more famous that's right you get on tv 
Lucky me. You, like the, the, the two women down in Georgia, Ruby Freeman and Shay Moss, the two women oh, yeah. who have had to uh, move and, and not go out in public. They've relished the fact that Donald Trump has attacked them in public. At, the proposed gag order is nothing more than an obvious attempt by the Biden administration to unlawfully silence its most prominent political opponent. Blah, 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 blah. The prosecution does not and cannot explain how President Trump's statements would provoke any reasonable listener to lawlessness or otherwise fall within a class of fighting words that are likely to provoke the average person to retaliate. What the fuck was January 6th? What the fuck was that? So that was their response. So it's now up to the judge to shut down Trump, put him in prison, not allow him to say a goddamn word. I don't know. I mean, that's that's the most pathetic response I've ever heard. What yeah. say you? No. Yeah. I, I, what do we I think we're well beyond reasonable people here, aren't we, Judge? I mean, I think that's that's how I would respond to that. Brent, no reasonable person would listen to Donald Trump and then go out and try to kill General Milley, would they? Uh, no reasonable person would jump into the Capitol and try to find Nancy Pelosi to try to murder her. No, no reasonable person would try to attack the FBI office in Cincinnati, would they? No, no reasonable, no reasonable person. person would send pipe bombs yeah. to a whole bunch of Democrats and members of the media. It would never happen. No, no reasonable person would go just hunting for black folks down in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, no reasonable person would take a gun looking for a synagogue to try to exterminate as many Jews as they could. Yeah, that would, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, his lawyers, he's definitely down below the junior varsity. He's like down on the, the, the peewee league guys at this point. Yeah, apparently that one guy that he hired, that hotshot guy out of Atlanta. Yeah. He quit very quietly. That's a few bad. weeks ago. He didn't want to. Like, I'm going to need four million in uh, in an account in an escrow no, I mean, account. I, no, I think he's like the guy that that's defended the rappers and all. And oh I yeah, yeah, yeah. His name, and he's pretty well thought of, and he's pretty successful. And apparently, the reason the reason that they got rid of him is because he's politically uh, democratic. He is a, he is a liberal, but as a good lawyer, that should have nothing to do with. No the way you def but trump can't handle that no he can't handle the fact he can't imagine that someone could be professional enough to defend him who isn't in the tank as See, a trumper who sleeps in make america great pjs every you gotta you gotta do your research when you're hiring attorneys or letting people feel you up at a theater watching beetlejuice yes. you gotta find That's out good. to make sure that they're in the right political party yeah what's yeah. the uh give me the alabama news roll tide uh, all right. Uh, as you know, Alabama is uh, involved in uh, uh, EG, extreme gerrymandering, mm -hmm. not unlike North Carolina. And the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court this day has allowed for the drawing of a new Alabama congressional map with greater representation for black voters to proceed. That's right. The state of Alabama tried to. Uh, to channel George Wallace and stand in the proverbial door of the voting booth mm -hmm. to squash the ability of black voters to vote for someone who uh, might be running for office, who might be, be black in a congressional district. Anyway, they refused to intervene. And uh, the special master who had been 
appointed there in Alabama by their state courts to draw the new district, they get to proceed that way. So what that probably means is there's going to be a second congressional district in Alabama with a, a majority black population in it. And that's just a, another nick at the Republican congressional majority. Oh, by the way, we should mention that uh, in addition to Tom Cotton supporting Bob Menendez on the Senate side, he does have George Santos. He does have George Santos, Menendez does, standing up for him, uh, <laughs> saying that uh, you need to let the justice system play out. So, you know what, Britt, when you got George Santos on your team. <laughs> oh, you can't lose. You're- Look at what Donald uh, Trump Jr. just put on Instagram about four hours ago. It's the Statue of Liberty whispering to Donald Trump, "I'm you're missed. And then there's a heart over uh, Donald John Trump Sr.'s head. A little heart there. Uh, that's the best they've got, huh? Well, that's that's basically what Donald Trump Jr.'s Instagram and uh, his social media is basically what a 15-year-old troll does. I mean, that's that's pretty much. I, talk- I think you've in, you've insulted 15-year-old trolls everywhere. You better apologize. <laughs> they have fallen faster than my ball sack over the – never mind. 